0: And thanks for checking out our City Reach Philly podcast from wherever you are listening. We hope you are encouraged by this week's message.
1: We're going to jump right into the message today. It's, uh, the title of today's message is called The Father's Voice. The Father's Voice. The Father's Voice. And um, there's nothing like hearing the, the voice of the Father, hearing his voice. And, and if you were blessed to have a father in your home, and I know many of us were not. And, uh, but some of us were, and you get to know your father's voice. And my, my dad was pretty laid back, but every once in a while I could tell that hear the tone of his voice. And I know I know in my own house, as my boys were growing up, that the tone of my voice really mattered. It mattered. What I said mattered as well. Uh, but the tone of my voice mattered because I could tell if I'm calling them and my tone was kind of like they really wouldn't listen. But if my, the tone of my voice changed, all of a sudden they would listen. And I wouldn't do it on purpose all the time, but uh, you, the, the, the Father's voice is important, it's vital in your life, it's vital in my life. I need the Father's voice, you need the Father's voice. And and we're going to talk a little bit about our earthly father, right? A, a little bit on that, but we want to really focus on our, our heavenly father, uh, uh, the father of, of all fathers. And, and so let's jump right into Matthew chapter 3, verse 16. And 17, actually 16 and 17. And it says this: When he had been baptized, when he had been baptized, Jesus came up immediately from the water. Behold, the heavens were opened to him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove, and alighting upon him. And suddenly a voice came from heaven saying, "This this is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased." This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Lord, thank you for your word. Thank you for your word. It'll be a blessing to us today that you would speak, Holy Spirit, to our hearts and our minds. And we see this scene here in Matthew where Jesus is being baptized. And and, and some theologians, the, the, theologians say, well, why did Jesus have to get baptized? And they they wrestle with this. and. And I just try and keep it very simple. I, I feel like Jesus, as he was walking on earth, he was leaving and teaching and, uh, many lessons and, uh, for you and for me. And, and so one of the reasons he got baptized is because it, it was a fulfillment, right? It was a fulfillment uh, of what God had said previously. And the other reason is he was getting baptized as an example to you and I so that we would understand the value and the necessity. Uh, uh, it's a command that you... And I get baptized. And, and, and so these are some, some of the lessons that Jesus leaves us. And, but the words that God uses here when he said, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. we're going to focus on, on this uh, part of the, the, the scripture today. This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Uh, these words are more powerful than, than, than you can imagine. They're, they're more powerful than many times that, that, than we know. And, and I think of how many times have I heard this story, how many times have I been in a Sunday su- school class, how many times have I heard somebody preach uh, uh, this message using these same words. But, but as I was contemplating and just kind of meditating on, on these words, they began to speak to my life. And, and I began to understand that these are words that my spirit longs to hear. I began to understand that I need to hear these words. I I need it just like Jesus needed it in that time. It doesn't matter the color of your skin, the title you may or may not hold. It doesn't matter how much money uh, you have at your disposal. It doesn't even matter how much power you've been given. You need these words of affirmation in your life. These words have the power to break you or make you. These are, these are words that, that I need to, to, to hear continuously in my spirit. They're words that every society, culture, ethnicity, and every person longs to hear. Whether they admit it or not, their spirit longs to hear these words. See, because there's something inside of us, uh, there, there, there's something on the internal part of us that, that wants and needs to hear these words spoken over us. One of the reasons I got to plant this church Uh, along with some other folks that God brought. It wasn't just me. It was a team of of people that that, that were great who helped us plant this church. And and my wife, one of the reasons that I could do this, because it wasn't easy and I was very discouraged, and and every time I turned around, I I saw something negative and something that told me not to do it. But one of the reasons I could do it was there was a man that got brought to my life who would tell me this. He would say this, Mark, I'm proud of you. Mark, I'm proud of you. I didn't hear much in my life, maybe something you don't hear much in your life, but we have a chance today to begin to change our destiny by beginning to speak words like this into our children. Our children need to hear that. I'm proud of it. And something would happen. That I would call him and say, yo, I don't think I'm going to do this, man. Everything is going uh, uh, wrong, and, and, and we can't agree, and the team is in disarray, and he would say, Mark, your church is going to be great. I can see your church. It's going to be amazing. And all of a sudden, all that negativity would kind of take a place in the back seat. And I would say, it is going to be great. I see it too. And something would rise up in me. And so well, what, is, what is God the Father doing here to the Son? He's giving them words of affirmation. He's letting his Son know, and the world, and you and I, that this is my Son in whom I am well pleased. And the same words that the father used to affirm the son are the same words that you and I need to begin to use to affirm our brothers and our sisters and our children and our even our parents need to hear that. We need to fix and go back and fix some stuff that some other people in our past messed up, right? So if your parents didn't know how to tell you that I'm pleased with you, we need to go tell them, Mom, Pop, I'm pleased with you. Even though you didn't take me on vacation, even though you didn't always have food on the table, even though you didn't never acknowledge me, even you, even though you never gave me words of affirmation, I am pleased with you. You gave me life. And this takes a change of our the way we think. We've been talking about that thing for six months. We need a change of the way we think. Here we see some of the most powerful words in the Bible. Sometimes a phrase that we just kind of take very lightly. I say it for myself. I I have read this so many times, and then taking it lightly, it's okay, is God just affirming His son, you know? But not understanding the need that I have to hear those words spoken over my life. See, because Jesus was being transitioned from a place of preparation to a place of purpose. this these words mark a line in the sand? between preparation and purpose. For 30 years, he had been preparing for this moment. And so on this Father's Day today, I want you to be encouraged. I want you to be reminded that God wants you to transition to. He wants to transition you. He wants to transition me to a higher place, a, a next level, right? And we need to begin to understand that God has never, ever, ever been against us. Regardless of what we've been through, God is for you. During the first 30 years of of his preparation, Jesus endured a lot. And and, and really, uh, when you look at the Bible, it doesn't really talk too much about these first 30 years. Doesn't really focus too much on this time, these 30 years. It it focuses on the three years of his ministry. So for 30 years, he walked on earth, and and he, 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 he just did his thing, but at after hearing these words, he walks into that chapter of his purpose. Jesus endured the same things you and I endured, the Bible tells us. See, Jesus uh, uh, didn't have his little perfect life in the neighborhood, on his block. See, see, Jesus, his mother, if you recall, Mary got pregnant before she got married. Bible tells us that her husband didn't even want her. Joseph didn't want her because she was pregnant, right? He didn't want her. But, Jesus, but Joseph took her after the angel said, that'll be your wife. And he he, he took on that, that task to, to be the, the, the father of Jesus, but not, not through his DNA. He took that place of father. But Jesus, I'm sure as he was growing up, a lot of people looked at him in the neighborhood and, and said, that's an illegitimate child. They looked at him as a fatherless child. And I'm sure many people questioned on, on who might be his father. The Bible tells us that there's moments in, in his life, even after uh, after these words were said over him, that his brothers and sisters, and the Bible tells us that he had brothers and sisters, they would question him, right? And, and I can see Jesus kind of being the, the kid in the middle, Right? Uh, because when you're a kid, you kind of have some little schemes. And you, you you tell your brother or your sister, yeah, don't tell mom or pop, right? And they couldn't tell that to Jesus because Jesus couldn't lie. So Jesus would always be caught on the outside. And I can see Jesus growing up and, and being caught on the outside and, and never with the in group. And so when we think about these 30 years of Jesus living on earth, they were filled with ups and downs. I'm sure he continued to hear voices of negativity spoken over him from, from the neighbors, from uh, even those unspoken words. Because I, I believe that Jesus' people looked down on him during this time. Bible tells us that he faced the same temptations we faced. He struggled with the same peer pressure that our young people and that we've endured. But this was a season where he had to wait on the Father. Just like you, just like me, Jesus needed the affirmation of his father. See, Jesus had an earthly father. We just mentioned his name. His name was Jason, Joseph. But the Bible doesn't talk too much about that relationship. It does say that Jesus was a carpenter. And in, in some of the Gospels, it mentions that Jesus the carpenter. And, and in other places, it says Jesus the son of Joseph, who was a carpenter. And, and so, did, did, he, did Joseph spend a lot of time with Jesus? We don't know. We don't know. It doesn't tell us how, if he was acknowledged by his earthly father. Uh, a lot of theologians say that that Joseph died uh, when when Jesus was was, was young. And, and I don't want to downplay today the the fact that that we need affirmation from our earthly father. I don't want to. That's important. It's important that if your father is still alive, or that you still have a relationship, or and there might be some people who don't even know who their father is and may feel uh, uh, illegitimate in that way. I'm here to tell you that. That although that earthly acknowledgment and affirmation is important, it's not as important as the affirmation that we get from the Father who is in heaven. That is the affirmation that takes us from purpose, from 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 preparation to purpose. It's the affirmation that we need consistently in our lives. I'll ask you, maybe you said, well, I haven't been affirmed, and and I don't hear anybody speaking life over me, and and no one says anything positive about me, man. Maybe that's where you're at. And I'll ask you, when is the last time you said something to affirm someone else? So if we didn't get it, that doesn't mean that we shouldn't give it. just because we didn't receive those words doesn't mean that we have a responsibility, right, to change the destiny, right? Not only of our own lives, but that of our families. It's what we've been called to do. The, fi- the words of the heaven of our fa- heavenly Father are are needed in our lives, are needed in our homes, and He's perfect in His sovereignty, and He gives us hope even when our heavenly, even when our earthly Father may not do that. It's so crazy, but we need to hear these simple words in our lives. They're not complicated. They're simple. These words have the power to transition you to a new dimension in God's kingdom. These are words that we need to receive. Our words matter. We say that a lot in this church, that words are important. They matter. These words that say, this is my beloved son in whom I am well-pleased. These are words that validated Jesus, they affirmed Jesus. They're words that will validate you, they, they validate me. They're, they're, there's these words that can literally carry us, carry us through some difficult times. And I remember we're planting the church and I was just feeling down and, and, and I would call and, I, and several times call Pastor Brian and say, Pastor, I, I, I'm not doing this and, and, and everything is wrong and, and me and my wife, we can't come to the same conclusion and, 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 and I can't even see it right now. He just say, he would just say, your church is going to be great. Something inside of me would change. Something in my mind would, would take the, a, 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 a twist that, that, that I needed in order to get past right, this moment of negativity. And, and so I'll tell you that there's words that you need to hear that will carry you through those times when nothing else can carry you. It, it, it could be a scripture that you you open the Bible, and this scripture just carries you through sometimes. And you gotta post it here and you gotta post it there so you can be reminded. Because it's the word of God that what it, it, it changes the way we think. So we don't conform to the pattern of this world. And Jesus has all these lessons here, he's teaching us. He was able to please the Father. How did He do that? How did He get to the point where, where God would say, I'm pleased with you. You're my beloved Son. You're my and I would say that in in your life. When has, have you ever felt the Father say that to you? You are my beloved daughter, you are my beloved son. It's words that we need. And, and so what are some of the things that Jesus did? He honored his Father. Honored his Father. The Bible says that the fifth commandment says this, honor your father and your mother. In order to, to please our Heavenly Father, we need to honor our Father and our mother here on, here on earth. There's ten commandments. The first ten uh, really talk about you and your relationship with God. The fifth commandment, which is honor your father and your mother, kind of stands alone. Because the last four commandments talk about you and your relationship with others. This one kind of just stands alone. So Jesus was obedient to his earthly parents. The Bible tells us that he acknowledged them. But he also acknowledged his heavenly father. Luke chapter 2 tells us this. It says that, that Joseph and, and Mary, they went into Jerusalem and, and they were uh, attending to some some, some, some religious matters and, and and some other things in the city. And all of a sudden, as they left the city and they they, had, they left, they noticed that Jesus wasn't with them. It says that they went back into Jerusalem looking for Jesus and they looked for him for three days. For three days they looked for him. And, and here's, here's what, what happened when they saw Jesus. It says... So when they saw him, they were amazed. And his mother said to him, son, why have you done this to us? Look, your father and I have sought you or looked for you anxiously. And Jesus says to them, why do you seek me? Did you not know that I must be about my father's business? Jesus saying, yo, mom, pop, you know where to find me. I'm going to be in my daddy's house. He was in the temple. right? He was acknowledging. And it's something in order for you and I to, to please the Father, we need to acknowledge Him first. We need to obey, be obedient, we need to acknowledge Him. The Bible says that Jesus was also very transparent with the Father. He was open, and I would tell you, you can be trans- you need to be transparent to some folks here on earth, but the person you need to be most transparent with is God the Father. You say, God, man, I'm broken, man. I'm not sure what's going on. God, God, I need you. I need- these are some conversations that that Jesus was consistently having with with the Father. The Bible says that he would go away by himself. And and I'd ask you, when's the last time we went away to be alone with the Father? Just had a conversation. Maybe it's just a 5 or 10 or 20-minute conversation. Uh, uh, Maybe it's just uh, uh, taking our earphones off and and saying, God, where am I and where are you? Can we come together? Just having this conversation with the Father. But Jesus had this communication with him. In fact, the Bible tells us that when he was about to go to the cross, he panicked. He panicked, and in his uh, uh, humanity, he says this to God. He says, can we avoid this cross thing? Can we avoid it? Do you sure have to go through this in his humanity, he says. But in his obedience to please the Father and the Father's love for you and for me, he tells the Father, not my will, but your will. He did it for you, he did it for me. Jesus did it because he loved the Father. We must begin to get to a
2: place where God help me to love you, teach me to love you. If you, can't, if you find yourself in a place where you can't love him, you need to be open and transparent with him.
1: He's open and transparent with you in Romans 5, 2, where he says, God shows his love for you in that while you were still a sinner, Christ Jesus died for you. That's what he did. That's what he does. John 15, verse 9 and 10, it says, As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. This is Jesus speaking. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments, and abide in his love. And these are are the words that, these are the things or attributes or the characteristics that we need to have in order for the Father. To look down on you and to look down on me one day. And I, w- I want to hear those words. This is my beloved son, Mark, in whom I am well pleased. This is my beloved daughter, Yvette, in whom I am well pleased. This is my beloved daughter, Meg, in whom I am well pleased. This is my beloved son, Santos, in whom I am pleased. I don't know where you stand, but I want to hear those words. I need those words of affirmation in my life. I need those words of affirmation so I can continue to fight the good fight, so I can continue to represent him well, so I can continue to be his son and his daughter. This is about surrender. This is about humility. Church, can we stand? I'm going to ask. I'm going to ask the, the men of this house. And if you're here visiting, I ask you can join us as well. So come forward here, and I know it's, it's a little tight. We got some, room. and I'm talking to the young men as well. so. i He is so about you, and that's why you're here today. He's faithful. He's never, ever, ever given up on you. He is for you. I want to read a scripture with you here today, if we could just put that scripture up. And I want to pray for you. It's found in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, and, and I'm thankful for my sons here. And I apologize for not being a benefactor. Thankful that there's a God that restores, right? He restores, He fixes our wrongs. Second Corinthians says this. He says, He's talking. I want you guys to receive this. He says this. We now have this light shining in our hearts. But we ourselves are fragile. Fragile clay jars containing a great treasure. God's placed a treasure inside of you. This Makes it clear that our great power is from God and not ourselves. It's from Him. We are pressed on every side by troubles, but we are not crushed. We are perplexed but not driven to despair. We're hunted down but never abandoned by God. We get knocked down, but we are not destroyed. God for you. Verse 16 goes on to say, That is why we never give up. Though our bodies are dying, our spirits are being renewed every day. For our present troubles are small and will not last long. Yet they produce for us a glory that outweighs them all and will last forever. Verse 18, So we do not look at the troubles we can see now. Rather we fix our gaze on things that cannot be seen. For the things we see now will soon be gone, but the things we cannot see will last forever. Can we give God glory for ourselves? And you know, I want you to close your eyes. Pastor you to come up here. I want, to, I want to declare a blessing over you. I want to declare a blessing over you. If you could just close your eyes and meditate on the Holy Spirit just for a moment because he's here right now, I want to affirm some things in your life. God is your father. He's all about you, never forgotten you. There's gifts and there's treasures inside of you that he wants to bring to life. already been identified for you to go. It's only him. It's only him. It's only him. So Lord, today I declare blessing, Lord, and favor over these men, God. I declare the power of your Holy Spirit would invade Lord their hearts, their minds, God. Oh God, that we would surrender to you today, God. Like Jesus, be obedient to you. Honor you, God. Acknowledge you, God. I pray, God, that Lord, you would cover each man up here and the families that they represent, Lord. I pray, God, that you would Lord, bring reconciliation, Lord, in this place, Lord. Even through some fathers who may not have may have passed away, God, But you would bring reconciliation and peace over your sons who stand in this place right now, God. Pray the favor of your Holy Spirit over them, God. I pray, pray, God, they will begin to see visions, God. I, I pray they will begin to dream dreams in the name of Jesus. Oh, God, that businesses will rise out of their hearts, God. Oh, God, I come against the spirit of fear, Lord, in their lives right now in the name of Jesus. I declare life over them. Life, 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 life about them. There's some destiny changes in this altar right now destiny changes at this altar right now. Don't matter what they said over you. Don't matter what they said over you. God says, I give my favor to you today. I give you my favor and my blessing to you in the name of Jesus. Mighty men of God. Mighty men of God. Trust the Lord with all your heart and don't lean on your own understanding ask that he would bring men alongside of you to to help you walk this walk. It's impossible to do this alone. I need you, you need me. You need the guy next to you, and he needs you. And together, together we walk and we we take on the challenge of, of living out the kingdom of God here on earth. Your holy name Jesus. Glory, Holy Name Jesus. Thank you, Lord. There's still some healing going on right now in hearts, right now. Restoration happening in hearts. God reminding you today. God reminding you today. Canceling some things that have been said over you right now in Jesus' name. Cancel despair. I cancel the thought of being less than. Declare freedom over these men. Freedom over these men. Deliverance over these men. Healing over these men. In the name of Jesus, we declare it. We proclaim it. We believe it. And we will live it. In Jesus' name. Thank you, God. Can we give God a. here we're not perfect but there's models here to look at some good men here there's models again we're not perfect but we 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 are models only because we keep our eyes fixed on the model of models his name is Jesus So, me you may be seated at this time. before you you sit down I
2: just
1: have
2: a I meant I actually don't want you to sit down to do what no one else is willing to do. They don't think about their pride. They don't think about their ego. They don't worry about what
1: just challenge you to, to submit to God first. Listen to his voice. He shows us how to do it. Like my wife says, sometimes it's just about apologizing for some things that you weren't even the cause for. It's about going back and saying, no one else is saying they're sorry. I'll say I'm sorry. Even to some people.
0: On. Kingdom the man. Long live the king.
1: Long live the, Long live
2: the
1: king. can okay, I see you guys up there. Pastor Francisco. Pastor Francisco.
0: we just want to thank God for um, our spiritual father for allowing us to be here in this position, right? And second, we want to honor Pastor Mark and Pastor Francisco. We see you guys as um, spiritual fathers, and um, we would just like to have uh, a little scripture read to you. First of all, we just thank God for you two. Just thank God just to be here. I wasn't prepared for this, but um, when I first came in here, Lord gave me a word, and it says, anxiety weighs heavy upon a man's heart, but a good word makes him glad, you know, and I'm so thankful for you, too, because when I first came here, I was broken, you know, um, I needed direction, and God kept telling me, you need a spiritual father, you need a spiritual father in your life to lead you, a shepherd, man, and um, when I came here years ago, man, my life, since then, my life has been so transformed, what he's doing to you guys, man. Um, we are going to a new level in him, man, that it's hard for us to be able to see, but when we look at you guys, and we look at the things that you are doing, it gives us that much more courage to step out in boldness, to be able to look towards the Father, to be able to walk and be able to see what he has for us. So I just want to thank you guys for this, and um, I also have a word for you guys, man. Um, In the last chapter of the book of Malachi, you know, God says that he will send his prophet Elijah, and he will restore the hearts of the fathers to the sons and the sons to the fathers. You know, um, God is in the restoration business of restoring all of our marriages, our relationships, and our walks. So I encourage you, whatever gift that you have, continue to leave and lean on God for that. But we just honor you guys, man. We are uh, just glad for what God is doing through you, man. And um, when you need words of affirmation today, you got it. These are our beloved pastors in whom we are well pleased. So we just thank God Thanks for listening this week. We hope you enjoyed the message. Please subscribe, rate, and comment on iTunes or whatever podcast platform you listen on. Have a blessed week.